Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, royal bombshell Prince Andrew to face a civil trial on sexual abuse allegations. Novak Djokovic confesses he broke the rules and attended an event when he knew he had COVID. ISO overhaul National Cabinet to sign off on changes to get stock on shelves and staff back to work. The new rules in New South Wales report your rapid test results or face a fine. And the desperate search for a police dog missing in Queensland. This is 7 News with Angie Asimus. Good morning. We begin with breaking news. Prince Andrew looks set to face a civil trial in the US over sexual abuse allegations. Let's go live to reporter Miley Hogan in Los Angeles. Miley, he failed in a bid to have the case dismissed. Well, Angie, his lawyers had argued that the case could not go ahead because of an old settlement deal his accuser, Virginia Dufresne, had reached with convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. They argued that that settlement deal shielded the Duke from litigation because the 38-year-old had agreed not to sue anyone else linked to Epstein. But today, a New York judge has dismissed that. What it means is this civil lawsuit is now on track to go to trial in New York. Virginia Dufresne claims that convicted sex offenders Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell trafficked her to have sex with the prince back in 2001 when she was just 17 years old. Now, both sides will have the opportunity to put their cases uh, to, in front of a trial. And the judge has set out a time frame, so the case could be heard as early as September this year, but there could be delays. The prince could uh, appeal this latest decision or they could settle outside of court, which could prevent the details of this uh, ever being aired publicly. At this stage, Buckingham Palace has not made any comments. Angie. Thanks very much, Miley. Novak Djokovic has confessed he broke isolation rules and that mistakes were made when he tried to enter Australia. The tennis superstar remains in the country for now. The federal government still weighing up its options. Training for a tournament he may not compete in. Djokovic returned to Rod Laver Arena as a six-page statement dropped on his Instagram. I want to address the continuing misinformation, conceding he attended a photo shoot with a French magazine on December 18, knowing he was COVID positive. This was an error of judgment. Evidence he didn't isolate seen playing street tennis in Serbia a week later. 
what could still harm his chances of competing, incorrect paperwork. On his arrival declaration to Australia, Novak indicated he hadn't travelled in the past fortnight, despite flying from Serbia to Spain in early January, where he met young players. Good luck in Australia. Thank you very much. A clarification. His support team had submitted the declaration and ticked the wrong box. This was a human error and certainly not deliberate. Seven News understands the Immigration Minister is now taking external legal advice beyond his own department on whether to cancel Novak's visa. Mr Djokovic's lawyers have recently provided further lengthy submissions. Naturally, this will affect the time frame for a decision. Tennis fans waiting with bated breath. They can only watch Australia's lead-up tournaments if they're vaccinated. I think it's quite unfair and he should probably be sent back to Serbia. There are calls for isolation rules to be eased across more industries as critical supply chains suffer under the weight of our pandemic rules. The Prime Minister is on board, but now he has to get Premier's approval at today's National Cabinet. Abandoning his week off, Scott Morrison is back in Canberra, hosting emergency talks from Parliament House as the country grapples with the latest COVID catastrophe. The challenge of COVID with escalating cases is keeping things moving. Specifically, keeping shelves stocked and businesses open as Omicron-induced workforce shortages threaten to cripple the economy. We're in a crisis point. Uh, Lack of staff, lack of supplies and lack of certainty. With absenteeism rates between 20 and 40% every day, industry groups want an overhaul of isolation requirements. Pushing for new rules recently introduced in the food and grocery sector, allowing close contacts to continue working if they test negative, to be extended across all industries. It's got to be one rule for across the entire economy. The Prime Minister's hoping for consensus at today's National Cabinet on which workforces should be classified as essential and qualify for the new rules. Already under consideration, road, rail and sea transportation, veterinary and animal welfare, energy and water supply, waste collection and early childhood education. But it's a plan that relies on easy access to rapid antigen tests. For love or money, they're just not available. And that has some sectors nervous. Making sure that we're not... Uh, inadvertently spreading the virus um, by, by just focusing on continued operations. The government's also looking at other ways to unlock as much of the workforce as possible, even calling on retirees and welfare recipients to fill staff shortages and giving international students the chance to increase their working hours, helping businesses hang on. That's what riding this wave of COVID means. Jacinta Lee, 7 News. Also on the agenda at National Cabinet today, the timeline for when students will return to school. Scott Morrison will push for classes to go back on the first day of term as planned. New South Wales, Victoria and the ACT are committed to starting term one on schedule. Queensland has already taken the bold step of delaying the start of school until February 7, two weeks later than planned. The COVID case count in New South Wales is expected to hit new heights this morning now that it's mandatory to report a positive result from a rapid antigen test. The online registration system for rapid tests has gone live and it's been flooded with more than 55,000 positive results from as far back as January 1st. And that will give a greater picture of where we sit in terms of the current numbers that are coming through. From Saturday, people who fail to register a positive result will cop a $1,000 fine. 
Victoria is considering a series of system-wide changes to deal with its expanding Omicron outbreak. The state government is planning to train an extra 1,000 vaccinators, including health students and retired nurses, to meet demand. In Queensland, staff and customer shortages have forced one in five retailers to shut up shop or reduce their opening hours. A large search is underway west of Brisbane for a missing police dog, Quiz became separated from his handler on Tuesday while chasing a car thief through heavy bushland in Ipswich. Helicopters, mounted police and the public have joined in the operation to find the three-year-old German Shepherd. The family of a Victorian teenager who went missing during Queensland's flood emergency is clinging to hope she'll be found alive. 14-year-old Crystal Kane was on holiday visiting relatives when the car she was in was swept away. I know once I scale it back, it's not a good sign. When you first meet her, she's super quiet. And then when she opens up to you, you've just involved in this envelope of warmth. Like, she's outgoing, she's fun-loving, a smile that lights up a room. Meanwhile, as floodwater recedes in the city of Maribyrnong, the extent of the damage is becoming clear. A mud army moving in to help with the cleanup. Still in Maribyrnong, and officers have rescued a woman from a towering inferno in the flood-ravaged city. Neighbours feared for their homes as an old auto wreckers went up in flames, and witnesses captured the moment. Police dragged the woman to safety, cutting a fence down to get to her. The wrecking yard will now need to be demolished. The cost of private health insurance will go up again on April 1. Premiums rising by an average of 2.7%. It means families will be forking out an extra $125 on average a year and singles will be paying an additional $58. But in some good news, it's the smallest jump in more than two decades. Half a spoon a day could help you live longer. That's the finding on olive oil following a Harvard University study which involved thousands of people over decades. Chef Lino Sauro knows his olive oil. With the bread, fresh bread, with salads or even with the soup, fish, whatever. His restaurant Olio is named after it and he sources his from his family farm in Sicily, a place known for its long lives. The taste is something amazing in your mouth and in your, in your, in your test buds, so it's not just the health benefits. As new research from Harvard reveals, it's potential to reduce the risk of premature death, looking at the health and diet of more than 90,000 people studied over almost 30 years. Those who said they had more than half a tablespoon of olive oil a day had 19% lower risk of dying from heart disease, 17% less risk of dying from cancer, 29% less from degenerative brain diseases like Alzheimer's. It's the antioxidant content of extra virgin olive oil which has a very powerful anti-inflammatory effect on the body. It helps to protect ourselves from damage and keep us healthy long term. Just as important, using olive oil instead of other fats. Modelling showed replacing three quarters of a tablespoon of butter, margarine or mayonnaise with the same amount of olive oil lowered risk of death from different diseases between 8 and 34 per cent. A key ingredient to a healthy Mediterranean diet, researchers found those who ate the most olive oil were also more likely to be physically active and eat more fruits and vegetables. I think one nice spoon, a small spoon of extra virgin olive oil a day is save your life, definitely. <laughs> Paul Kadak, 7 News.
Checking finance now. All green on the board. The Dow Jones is gaining. The Nasdaq is also lifting. In London, the FTSE 100 rose 60 points and Germany's DAX added 69. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed up nearly 2%, adding 543 points. A tech stock rally helped Hong Kong's Hang Seng gain 663 points. The All Ords rose 52 and the ASX 200 made similar gains. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1825 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 83 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar is buying just under 73 US cents, 83 and a half Japanese yen and a dollar six New Zealand. Boris Johnson has admitted he did attend a controversial party at Downing Street during Britain's lockdown. The UK Prime Minister has apologised for the incident but is resisting calls to resign. I want to repeat that uh, I thought it was a, a work event. I regret very much that we did not do things differently uh, that evening. Uh, Mr Speaker, as I've said, and I take responsibility and I apologise, uh, Mr Speaker. His private secretary sent an email to more than 100 staff inviting them to socially distanced drinks in the garden. Let's go live now to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld. Hugh, the reaction from MPs has been severe. And yeah, it's becoming pretty clear that Boris Johnson's grip on power is increasingly tenuous this morning. He's managed to avoid questions about this particular party over the last 24 hours, but there's been growing allegations of multiple gatherings and drinks parties in Downing Street over the course of the pandemic in the last couple of weeks in particular. Uh, overnight, Boris Johnson was forced to go to the House of Commons to answer these questions after that leaked email from his private secretary where staff were invited to bring their own booze. The Prime Minister conceded he did attend the drinks in the Downing Street Garden in May 2020 when gatherings were illegal. He says he went for 25 minutes and says he should have broken it up but didn't. And in Parliament today, the calls for him to resign came from every opposition party. After months of deceit and deception, yeah. the pathetic spectacle of a man who's run out of road. The public overwhelmingly think that the Prime Minister should resign. Trust has been lost and the public will not forgive or forget. The Prime Minister didn't spot that he was at a social event. <laughs> that, that's the excuse, isn't it? Come off it. Boris Johnson is hanging on for now, but just in the last couple of hours, a number of his own Conservative Party MPs have publicly, on the record, in interviews, said that his position is untenable and he should resign. The widespread expectation is that Boris Johnson may not be the Prime Minister by the end of this year, and some political commentators believe he may only have weeks to survive in the position. The polls say two-thirds of Britons believe he should resign now. Boris Johnson is hanging on to a civil service investigation that is currently underway into these multiple drinks parties at Downing Street. He, of course, is hoping that it will clear his name. Angie? OK, Hugh, thanks very much. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
There's been a breakthrough in the unsolved murders of a British family and a cyclist in the French Alps. A man, his wife and her mother were gunned down in their car in 2012, along with the cyclist who was passing by at the time. The family's two young daughters survived the attack. A suspect has now been arrested and is being questioned by police. Drilling has begun in Antarctica to study ice cores. The Italian-French team will dig down around 2,700 metres. They're hoping the ice samples will help assess climate trends. A previous research team recovered ice that was 800,000 years old. The Aussies have trained under lights in Hobart as they look to finish the Ashes series on a high note. Pink ball king Mitch Stark hit the nets. He doesn't want to be rested amid workload concerns. While England are hoping to stop another Usman Khawaja masterclass, the fifth test begins tomorrow afternoon. Watch every ball live on seven. Afghan spin king Rashid Khan has become only the third cricketer to take six wickets in the Big Bash, posting six for just 17 to catapult the Adelaide Strikers to a 71-run win over the Brisbane Heat. Chasing 162, the Heat were reduced to 90, the win lifting the Strikers off the bottom of the ladder to fifth. As 20-time Grand Slam winner Rafa Nadal prepares for next week's Australian Open, he met with some young tennis players taking part in a Masters event in Melbourne named after him, Nadal passing on some of his wisdom to the youngsters. It's important to, to, to have mistakes if you are able to, to recognise that mistakes and try to change that. Former world number one Andy Murray outlasted Nikolos Basilashvili in a tense battle that ended after midnight to reach the quarterfinals of the Sydney Tennis Classic. Gun Carlton defender Jacob Waitering has emerged as a contender to replace Sam Doherty as co-captain after he stood down to focus on his health as he recovers from a second bout of testicular cancer. The Blues are hopeful he will return to the field this year. They will announce their full leadership group in the next month. Taking a look at the weather around the country, Brisbane partly cloudy 29 degrees, Sydney 27 with a shower or two, Canberra partly cloudy 25, Melbourne 32 with a possible afternoon shower, Hobart 22 with some drizzle at times, Adelaide mostly sunny 27, Perth partly cloudy 28, Darwin 31 with a possible heavy downpour. And that is 7 Early News for January 13, 2022. I'm Angie Asimus.